Hey everyone, it's Father Pat, here today to offer you my reflections on the scripture readings for today. Today's readings are from the Solemnity of the Epiphany of Our Lord, a reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem, your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. See, darkness covers the earth and thick clouds cover the peoples. But upon you, the Lord shines, and over you appears his glory. Nations shall walk by your light and kings by your shining radiance. Raise your eyes and look about. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from afar and your daughters in the arms of their nurses. Then you shall be radiant at what you see. Your heart shall throb and overflow. For the riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of the nations shall be brought to you. Caravans of camels shall fill you. Dromedaries from Midian and Ephah. All from Sheba shall come, bearing gold and frankincense, and proclaiming the praises of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Our response. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. O God, with your judgment endow the king, and with your justice the king's son. He shall govern your people with justice, and your afflicted ones with judgment. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. Justice shall flower in his days, and profound peace till the moon be no more. May he rule from sea to sea, and from the river to the ends of the earth. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. The kings of Tarshish and the, and the isles shall offer gifts. The kings of Arabia and Seba shall bring tribute. All kings shall pay him homage. All nations shall serve him. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. For he shall rescue the poor when he cries out, and the afflicted when he has no one to help him. He shall have pity for the lowly and the poor. The lives of the poor he shall save. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely, that the mystery was made known to me by revelation. It was not made known to people in other generations, as it now has been revealed to his holy prophets and apostles by the Spirit, that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the, in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star and its rising, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and do him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star that they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, 
and on entering the house they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. As you know, I grew up in the Philly suburbs. Philadelphia has a unique place in the history of the United States, having served as the first capital and the site of the writing and signing of both the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution. Betsy Ross sewed our first flag there. Benjamin Franklin designed the street grid. And of course, it is the home of the Liberty Bell. Believe it or not, though, I never saw the Liberty Bell, Independence Hall, or any other historic Philadelphia place until I was in my early 20s. I'm not sure why, really. I guess when it's right in your own backyard, you kind of don't notice it's even there. Which maybe explains the strange details of the feast we celebrate today. Our first reading in Psalm are just two of the many Old Testament prophecies referring to the coming of a Messiah. He would be a shepherd king, renowned for his wisdom and judgment, unrivaled in his advocacy and mercy for the lost and lowly. The glory of the people Israel, his light would shine to all nations. All the world would stream towards Jerusalem. Old men and children longed for his arrival. The rabbis and the scribes spoke in the synagogues and among the people of the glory of that day. Surely every faithful Jew looked for the signs. The prophet Micah even narrowed the search. But you, Bethlehem Ephrathah, least among the clans of Judah, from you shall come forth for me one who is to be ruler in Israel, whose origin is from of old, from ancient times. And the prophet Balaam, more than two millennia before the Savior's birth, gave us the sign to look for, when he said, A star shall advance from Jacob, and a scepter shall rise from Israel. So, a child is born in Bethlehem, and a great star appears in the, in the sky, proclaiming the gift of a Messiah king. Who should logically be the first to see it? Who should proclaim to the people that the prophecies are fulfilled? Shouldn't it be the chief priests and the scribes, the religious leaders? And yet, that's not what happens. They've got their heads in their scrolls, I guess. Who notices instead? St. Matthew tells us, When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of King Herod, behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We saw his star at its rising and have come to do him homage. A group of pagan astrologers, naturally, are the first to herald the coming of the Messiah. And although we portray them as a discrete set of three ethnically diverse men who fit neatly into our home nativity scenes, the reality was likely quite different. We don't know how many there were, and, and they're very possibly, they very possibly came in a long caravan of many, many people eager to meet this newborn king. Word of this prophecy had been spread in the East from the time the Jewish people were in exile there. And so, recalling what previous generations had been told centuries before, these foreigners were amazed when the star appeared and embarked on a long journey to explore this exciting news, a shepherd who would unite all nations in peace. And yet for those in Jerusalem, only a few miles away, it was like the Liberty Bell. They didn't even notice it was there. And when the Magi pointed out, they don't exactly welcome the news. Matthew tells us, when King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. We can all understand Herod's reaction, no one who is in charge likes to be told his days are numbered. But the chief priests, the scribes, all Jerusalem? Shouldn't they be rejoicing rather than greatly troubled? 
And yet it was not they who welcomed the Messiah, but a group of searchers from the ends of the earth. It was just as the prophet Isaiah foretold when he said, Raise your eyes and look about. They all gather and come to you, your sons from afar and your daughters in the arms of their nurses. Why is that? Why do those who should welcome him not see, while those who do not know him come from afar? It comes down to the fundamental difference in spiritual posture. The searchers, like a visitor to the the Liberty Bell, seek what they lack, while the citizens wait until a more convenient time. And yet, in the mystery of God's providence, he transforms this paradox into redemption, as St. Paul writes, You have heard of the stewardship, stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely that the mystery was made known to me by revelation. The Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. When did I finally go to see the Liberty Bell? when a friend of mine from across the pond was in town and wanted to see it for himself. The foreigner showed the citizen the blessing in his midst. Now, we, once foreigners ourselves, are the citizens who take our inheritance for granted. To be searchers would demand something from us. Namely, an admission that we still fall short as disciples and facing the sacrifice required to become whom we claim to be. Rather than proclaiming the good news, our heads are in our scrolls. While the people of the world search for a shepherd they do not know, but realize they so desperately need. It's an epiphany tradition to write the date of the new year and the first initials of the Magi on our front doors as we ask God's grace upon our homes and our lives for the days to come. Our proclamation of the gospel can end with some chalk on the entrance to our homes. Embracing our identity as seekers, our desire and faith should be manifest in our words, actions, and relationships as we invite others to know Jesus. We don't only celebrate Epiphany, we must be an Epiphany to the world. Happy New Year. And may Almighty God bless you, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Have a great day and say a prayer for me. On the road again, going places that I've never been. Seeing things that I may never see again I can't wait to get on the road again